Humans are pretty smart creatures. I mean, you have to admit that the things which we have created and invented and developed and perfected are amazing. More like magic than science to the common person. We can fly through the air at unimaginable speeds. We can connect to people and places around the world with a simple click on our phones. Doctors can replace actual body parts and internal organs and we can call forth light and warmth and a world of entertainment with the virtual snap of our fingers. A few billionaires can even launch themselves into space when they need a little extra attention. But this newest invention, I don't know if you've heard about it, this most recent development seems to hold real promise. Dehydrated water. (laughs) I was a little disappointed, however, to read the instructions which said, you guessed it, just add water. For me... That sort of corny joke brings home the undeniable fact that there is no substitute for water. There is no replacement. Water is life. And yet we humans too often treat it in what can only be called a criminally cavalier manner. It reminds me of Naomi Klein's words at Occupy Wall Street in 2011. We all know or at least sense that the world is upside down. We act as if there is no end to what is actually finite and we act as if there are strict and immovable limits to what is actually bountiful. The task of our time is to turn this around, to insist that we can afford to build a decent, inclusive society while at the same time respect the real limits to what the earth can take. The Jewish celebration of Yom Kippur begins this evening, the Day of Atonement. Atonement is described as offering reparations for an injury, seeking to restore relationships broken by wrongdoing. That seems to describe our relationship to the earth itself and to the water that sustains us. We seek to purify ourselves. And when I think of purification, I think of clean, clear water. We seek purification by understanding and confessing what we have done, and by changing our ways to fit with our highest aspirations and our connections to all that is. The proposed Chumash Heritage National Marine Sanctuary designation is a local example of atonement. The Chumash Heritage National Marine Sanctuary designation 
It's an example of atonement of turning this upside down logic that Naomi Klein talked about around so that we work to build a decent, inclusive society and respect the limits to what the earth can take. And you know what I'm going to say next. Read more about it in your weekly newsletter. Of course. And this water ceremony, with everything else it may represent, grounds us in the understanding that water is life, that water sustains us, and that we are all figuratively and literally made of water. We gather as many drops of water, writes Leslie Takahashi, each winding our own path down life's surfaces and ruts. Here we pool together as a single body, flowing together for a time. Together we are a stream, at times even a river. For with our shared force we can travel toward oceans of meaning and seas of connection. I love that image. Water is at once a holy symbol of life and life itself. It can be used as metaphor, but it is an inescapably concrete need. It can inspire wonderful flights of poetic language, not only through the ancient rivers and awesome oceans, but also as it bubbles, bubbles, bubbles up into the clouds and comes crashing down in a furious, devout drench. It is the rain, the river, the ocean, the water that gives us life. It is not for us, and yet we are its beneficiaries along with all other life that we know. It not only rains on the just and the unjust alike, it also rains where there are no people. It rains oblivious of our existence, and yet that water contains the magical properties that allow us to exist at all. It feels like a gift. It is the epitome of grace. It is unearned, life-giving power that fills us with gratitude. It is not for us in the sense that it is intended for us. It is us and so much else. It is part of a bigger picture than we can easily see. It is the vastness and complexity and simplicity of the interdependent web of all existence. It is not for us only, but we exist because of it. We are the children of water. Like grace, it is neither our product nor our plaything, neither something we can manufacture nor something we should waste or try to hoard for ourselves or rob from other life or keep from other people. It does not flow for us, but we flow together with it. And with our shared force, we can travel toward oceans of meaning and seas of connection. It is the life we share. The life we share. The significance of this service and its traditional placement at the beginning of the church year also strikes deeply into the meaning of community itself. This ritual was born in 1980 
which I was thinking, that's not very long ago at all. And then I realized it is a little while ago. <laughs> it's just that I'm an old man now. It was born in 1980 when two Unitarian Universalist women, Carolyn McDade and Lucille Shuck Longview, were asked to create a worship service for the Women and Religion Continental Convocation of Unitarian Universalists. As they shaped that service, McDade and Longview wanted to create a new ritual that spoke to our connectedness to one another, to the totality of life, and to our place on this planet. They included a new inclusive symbol of women's spirituality, water. They write, water is more than simply a metaphor. It is elemental and primary, calling forth feelings of awe and reverence. Acknowledging that the ocean is considered by many to be the place from which all life on our planet came, it is the womb of life. And that amniotic waters surround each of us prenatally, we now realize that this worship service was for us a new story of creation. We choose water as our symbol of our empowerment. And that first November service held in East Lansing, Michigan, was called Coming Home Like Rivers to the Sea. As its creators, McDade and Longview, enacted their ritual in the liberating space of a semicircle around a large earthenware bowl, they asked eight different women, each coming from distant places, to bring water, and they did. The water was poured into the earthenware bowl as each bearer described its significance. As the ritual is continued, says Carolyn McDade, water deepens in meaning for us, just as water deepens during its long and winding journey to the sea. We asked you to bring water from your home or local community if you wish some of you brought water from one table to another just outside those doors. That is just fine. Whether you have traveled to distant places or have been home this summer, whether you have met with new adventures or have followed familiar routines, whether you have been away from this congregation or were here last week or are here for the first time, all are welcome. We each bring our individual cups of water symbolizing our individual personalities and experience. We share the water pouring the cup into this container. We give each, we each give something of ourselves to this gathering and thereby create something new. The shared water cannot be separated again into the precise individual cups from whence it came. So it is that many individuals can come together in one community. It is the life and the marvel and the wonder that we share that makes us sing together, that allows us to be together, that allows us to share this human experience. If I were called in to construct a religion, I should make use of water. And we do. It is appropriate that water is the symbol we use to dedicate the loving care of this community to the children of this community. 
It is appropriate that water is the symbol we use to call our community back to itself, each individual adding their part to the whole. And it is appropriate that we celebrate with water our connection to mystery, our commitment to upholding the rights and dignity of all people, and our gratitude for the grace that is this existence. We find ourselves here in community, each called from many different journeys, many different life paths onto this river road. Some are here because the rocking of the boat has been too much, too much tumult, too much uncertainty, too much pain. Some are here with questions about where the boat is going, how best to steer it, where this journey ends. Others are here as lovers of the journey, lovers of life itself, here in front, beside, behind, online, each a passenger, each a captain doing the best we can. Rest here in your boat with me, the river calls. Listen to how I flow the sound of life coursing all around you. Let the current hold you. Let the current guide you. The river that gently flows through your soul whispers, Come. 